Okay. Are you ready for some real talk about Etsy? Because that is what we're bringing you in today's episode number 43 of the Business of Making podcast. We are going to lay out what we think of Etsy and how it's changed over the last decade and a bit that it's been in business and all of the sort of drama and things like that that have been happening like they're always happening but how do we think of Etsy and how do we think you should think of Etsy when it comes to being a part of your business because at the end of the day you're not running an Etsy business you're running a business and you're selling on Etsy I'm going to talk about that crucial distinction in today's episode do you want to make it as a maker this is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to another episode of, you guessed it, the Business of Making podcast. I don't know why we always say that because it's not like it's a surprise. But it's <laughs> like, how, what else do you say? Like, hello, how was your day? <laughs> we should come up with something different every episode. Ask a random question. I don't know. So yeah, that was Deb, one of my lovely co-hosts. Hi. And my other co-host is Mick. Michaela. Hello. Michaela Dan. I'm also here. You are also here. Excellent. We're all here. We're all ready to go. It's a Friday afternoon and we're ready to talk all things Etsy, actually, in this episode. Uh, We're basically going to discuss the pros and cons of selling on Etsy. You know, it's been around for a long time. There's been a lot of chat over the years about uh, whether you should stay or isn't that a song should I stay or should I go now yes yeah hey. should we <laughs> sing it? I almost did but then I was like mm, I don't know if I'll be on <laughs> iTunes singing <laughs> I'll totally sing should I stay or should I go now <laughs> the clash is there a did a did yeah yeah I'm sure there is um, but we're talking about that today because I think it's a valuable topic and it always seems to come up over and over again in Facebook groups. And whenever Etsy make a change, there's like furor and people saying they're going to leave the platform and what, what, what. So we're going to discuss uh, the state of play right now, what Etsy's all about and uh, should you should you still sell there. But before we do that, I want to read a lovely review from uh, Kat. And she's entitled it Loving the Laughter, which is nice. We like that. We do laugh a lot. <laughs> And it says, uh, I've been listening to your podcast in my car for the last few weeks straight. Uh, I've almost finished the full list. I feel like you've all uh, you've been all over t- in town in my car with me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your thoughts and ideas in such a refreshing, candid and funny way. I learned so much and will continue to tune in as I move my doll sewing pattern business forward. Thank you, Kat. That's so Thank impressive you, going through the full list. And I'm like, what town were we in? <laughs> it's a it's a mystery so yeah um that's really awesome we love your reviews everyone if you could spare a moment to leave us a review especially on apple Podcasts, that would be freaking amazing because it not only do we enjoy reading them uh they help other people you know figure out what the point of the show is whether it's something they want to listen to and it also helps it rank better on apple Podcasts. so the more put the more reviews we can get the more chances we have to help more makers so we like that we do Okay, so let's talk Etsy. Now, 
I don't have either of you girls ever sold on Etsy. Michaela, did you yes. sell? No. Yes. When was that? Very briefly. Years and years and years and years ago. <laughs> it was just a little burgeoning company with not very many people on it and no supplies. And actually, quite incredible what I've managed to become over yeah. the past mm. years. Like they have turned from a little cute platform to like a massive marketplace. Yeah, mm. like a behemoth, the South Behemoth. They really are. Mm. I mean, yeah. they're a publicly listed company. They've got, um, you know, out people all around the world. You know, they've got. They used to have more. <laughs> that could be one thing we talk about. But they used to have an Australian office and stuff like that. And they've got offices in Europe and UK and all sorts of other places. So, you know, they're they're kind of all over the place. And they are a very big company now. It all started. It was I think it was two thousand and five. Rob Kaling who started it. And uh, I think another interesting thing about it is we think about it as a handmade marketplace, but it's also a vintage and supplies marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of business on there, especially is probably in the supplies marketplace that we don't necessarily think about as makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and saying handmade as well in the way they define it. And I think we did an episode, one of the very first episodes for this show, we can link to it in the show notes, was about defining handmade and how they mm-hmm. define it. And that is maybe broader than what some people would like. And so there's always this debate as to what is this platform really for? Like if I print stuff mm-hmm. on demand, but I made the design, is that handmade? Because it's not mm. really, but it is, you know, and there's all these sort of like blurry gray areas, uh, which I think is why we're having this discussion because there's always this, they're changing as well really quickly. So they always announce new changes and there's always this crazy, com- you know, I'm going to say conversations, but it's more like arguments online. <laughs> like, I love it. I hate Dialogue. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a love-hate relationship some people have um, with Etsy. So mm. I, you know, just full disclosure, I sell on Etsy and I have, that's how I'm, I started my business on Etsy back in 2008 and I still sell on Etsy and I still sell a vast amount of my jewellery on Etsy. Uh, so I am not planning on leaving the platform anytime soon, uh, but I'm also aware of all the changes that have happened over the last 10 plus 12, I don't know how many years it's been, 11, 11 years since uh, I started on the platform and I have my own thoughts on on all of those changes and, and the pros and cons of Etsy. Um, so where should we start really? It's hard to know where to start. I think I was just going to blurt something out which is kind of a bit of a conclusion so I'll leave that <laughs> until later. Um, <laughs> but maybe one of you should start so I don't yeah, just end Honestly, I don't really know where to start either because it's such a big topic. It's like how do we even approach it? I guess we can just kind of start by listing what we think it's a good platform versus maybe not so great and then I'll just get the conversation going and we'll just see where we go. Well, yeah, I mean like why Why do you think people, what, bring, what draws them to Etsy in the first place? I have a few customers who have been asking about it sorry students not customers I don't sell things Um, (laughs) I've been asking recently about if they you know they've been trying to find time to start an Etsy store and they they sell sort of face-to-face at markets and we sort of had a bit of a um yeah dialogue around that like what will why you know why do you want to sell on Etsy and I think that's a good conversation to start with because a lot of people maybe think that they should be on there when maybe it's actually not um you know the best platform for them so yeah what is what is drawing people to Etsy in the first place do you think awareness Mm. like everybody Mm -hmm. knows it I think that's the main thing it is it is the biggest handmade 
platform on in the world really online um and everybody well not everybody but pretty much everybody in the industry is aware of it and knows of it and it's kind of the default really i think that's what it comes down to is if you're selling handmade online etsy is the default i can't think like i can't think of another platform that has as much reach and traffic and notoriety as etsy in the handmade space yeah that well there mm-hmm. isn't one amazon is trying to compete but there really isn't one i think for sellers they're attracted to it because it's the simplicity of views and getting started mm-hmm. as well and how quickly you can go from an idea to okay well i have a shop open and, th- and it feels less of a commitment to oh, I need to register a domain, set up my website, sort out a cart and design, you know, like that's a bit more overwhelming and a bit more of a learning curve. Not that there isn't a learning curve with Etsy, but it's definitely a quicker setup. And so I think that's a, that's just an easy first step for people to take. And that's why, that's what they're banking on really on the, on the seller point, you know, and then what you were saying just as well, like the traffic that they bring to the platform means that you can potentially get customers quicker Mm. if your SEO Mm. is right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, I think it's the how easy it is to set up, mm. so ease of use. But I was going to ask you guys what you think about this little theory um, that that's actually a bit of a detriment because it is so easy to set up. It kind of tricks is not the right word, but it, it lures people into a false sense of, oh, I have a business now mm. when they're not actually set up in any other way besides having their product online <laughs> to you know, bring in customers or repeat customers or grow their business in any way. So then they sort of, you know, they stall a little bit mm. and then it kind of hits the fan. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I, there's this idea, people say, oh, I have an Etsy business. No, oh stop it. You God. don't have an Etsy business. You're angry. <laughs> stop it right now. You have a business. Etsy is a platform by which you are selling your stuff. It is not an Etsy business. I think at the time we're recording this, I actually posted on Instagram like yesterday or the day before about that. And it's something that I'm going to say so much more often. I don't care how many times I'm going to have to repeat myself. You are not an Etsy seller. You're a business owner. It's <laughs> the platform. Like when's the last time you heard someone say, I'm a WordPress seller. I'm a Shopify seller. Like never because that doesn't define you or your business. And it's yeah. like Etsy is a platform that you decide strategically to use as a tool to sell your product to, you know, and make them, you know, available to the world. Mm-hmm. But it's just a tool. Like it's not, this is not, yeah. a, it's not a business model. And I think people like think that the platform is the business model and then and mm-hmm. it's not. No, it's not. I hear the same thing. People say I've got an Instagram business. It's really interesting. People say that? No, I'm going to have to get upset about that too now. (laughs) I've got an Instagram business. Oh, so you're an influencer, I guess that means or something. Um, No, no. They mean they sell via Instagram. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love the reaction of just like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is an issue of getting trapped in a platform and Mm -hmm. We need to not do that. Uh, why do we need to not do that? Well, okay. So I like I sell the majority of my stuff through Etsy, sure, but I have to. I still have to set up myself elsewhere. Like I, that is not my home. Etsy mm. is part of my business model. It is not the be all and end all of my business model. I have my own website. You know, I market stuff elsewhere. I do absolutely rely on Etsy to bring me a lot of sales and traffic because I've, you know, I've put a lot of work in there and I'm benefiting. This is the point of selling on a platform. I'm benefiting from being where the customers are. Mm. That's why I'm on Etsy. I'm on Etsy because when somebody wants to find something handmade, 
chances are they go to Etsy to look for it, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if they're um, comfortable and familiar with the platform. Like if they have an account on Etsy, it, it's the path of least resistance for people. You've got to realize that. Like if somebody is, is a person who likes to buy handmade, if that's part of their personality, chances are they have a, they have a, uh, an account on Etsy. They might have it on their phone. That's when they want to buy something, that's where they go to buy it. And you want to benefit from being on that platform because if you're not on that platform, you can't, they can't buy from you. Mm. At the end of the day, that's for me, that's the biggest reason to be on Etsy mm. is because yeah. it is that default premier platform and if you're not on there, you're missing those sales. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's all about where your customers are, right? So maybe that's what people mean when they have an Etsy business or an Instagram business. Maybe that's what they mean, maybe it's not, but um, they mean that that's where they like the platform that they're using, but that's where their customers are. I don't know. I think generally they're actually just meaning my business isn't a real business and it's just a hobby. And, uh. Yeah, no, I haven't accepted that I'm a business owner, so I'm just doing my thing on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I think it's it's people are going there to search for products that you're selling, then you should be there. But I just don't think that you – I think you should always go into it the same way you would with any other platform on social media or wherever it's like have an exit plan or a plan B or mm-hmm. some sort of backup if you decide to exit the platform. So if Etsy makes a yeah. big change tomorrow that you're like, this is not going to work for me anymore, you need to be able to go, well, what's my plan B? Do I have an email list that I can? And you should have an email list. <laughs> you have a good email list over here. Um, but, yeah, you should have a, a plan to take your customers elsewhere, another way of getting traffic and not just rely and be dependent on Etsy only because that's very that's very dangerous. That's the good old having all your eggs in one basket. Um, yeah, in- and, I mean, it's one tiny section of your whole business model is the selling avenue and you, if you only have that one selling avenue and you don't own that avenue, then it could be a real problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to, to kind of rewind and get back to a mixed uh, point about people setting up on Etsy and then I think it lulls people in all false sense of security, like, oh, I've, I've set up on Etsy. That's all I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'm done. No. People, if you build it, yeah. they will come. No, they bloody well won't. It's not the field of <laughs> Well, you know, there were days maybe, I don't know, in the early days, it was definitely probably more like that where there was less sellers and if you had yes. like one tag that said jewellery in your listing, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. every piece of right? jewellery on the platform, now it's like yeah. how many sellers on Etsy? I can't I, I really can't remember numbers. Like this is one thing that my brain can't do. Like I have zero memory for numbers and dates and things. Lots and lots. It might even be in the millions. Yeah, it's definitely in the millions. I don't know how many millions, but that's already lots, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. 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 It's like if in, you know, when it first started in 2008, when you wouldn't, it didn't start there, Mm. but just when you were first on it. um, Like our listeners can sort of think of it as a a big mall, right? Mm. But there's only one shop and you're on the, like, the front path where all this foot traffic Mm -hmm. is going past. So, of course, they're like, oh, that's interesting. We're going to hop in there and have a little look. Now, all of the shops are populated. Mm-hmm. So they have so much more choice. There's still that amount of foot traffic. There's probably even more foot traffic, mm-hmm. but they have so much choice they can easily get distracted away from you. So it's much higher mm-hmm. competition. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to trail off now. Yeah, it is a really good uh, metaphor. We're definitely competing against a lot more people. Etsy's also changed things to make it easier for people to leave your shop uh, mm. and, you know, harder to find your shop the good old days when you used to have treasuries that were on the front page. That was a really great marketing tool that disappeared. 
just because Etsy decided to get rid of them. Um, some of you are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> some of you are going, yes, I miss them. Uh, back in my day. Yeah, that's right. Back in the old days. <laughs> I was on a treasury once. It was very funny. It was great. Yeah, especially when you got like on the front page in a treasury. Yeah. That brought a lot of traffic yeah. in. But now like uh, Etsy's um, personalized to people as well. If they've logged in, they see stuff depending on what they favorited previously and what they visited previously. So gone are the days where like you've got a feature to everybody who happened to arrive at that time and things like that. So it is harder to get um, to get traffic and to get people. But can, I just wanted to take a, a step back because this always bugs the hell out of me when people are whinging about the amount of uh, competition there is and stuff like that. Whenever you're selling on the internet, you're competing with the whole internet. I don't care yeah. where you're selling. Mm-hmm. You're always competing with the whole internet. Yeah. <laughs> so you they're there anyway. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Stop focusing on the competition. Stop focusing on what other people are doing and refocus on what you can do to get your stuff more visible. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things you can do. There are so many strategies and tools. And yes, there are lots of other people working really hard to do the same thing, but that's just business. Mm. Yeah, so that is business. Yeah. Like in any business, anywhere, there's, there's going to be competition. You're going to have to step up and work hard. Like there's, Michaela's like flailing. She's like, I have something to say. <laughs> um, but, but that's something you just have to accept and work with rather than constantly fighting it. Mm. Hundred percent. Um, my thing is just such a little side note. It's not important, but I just didn't want to forget it. Um, if you don't have any competition, like if there are zero people selling the thing that you are selling, be very careful because that might mean that there is no yes. need for it. Competition is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Don't be afraid of competition. These are people who validated your concept for you. Thank you yes. very much. Yes. <laughs> I'm joining in the party. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. What do you think? Maybe we should talk about the stuff that makes it seem not so great or stuff that you're thinking, you know, well, that maybe wouldn't be a good fit or something like that. I Mm. think for me, one of the biggest things that annoys me with the platform is uh, how many people go into it, as we were saying, not really knowing they've got a business, is it still a hobby? I have no idea how to price my products. And then you've got Mm. the real business people in there. And so they're charging what's actually worth, you know, like Mm. let's say it's 60 bucks for a pair of, I don't know, just force. I don't know. I don't have an example right now. But, you know, for a mug or something and, and some, someone else is selling it for 10. And so that to the customer, like to the end buyer is very confusing and it it Mm -hmm. makes it really hard for the handmade community as a whole to be charging what we should be charging to profit. Mm -hmm. So it can be a little bit hard. I think for some, it it depends on the niche and what you're selling on Etsy, but there's definitely areas where it can be hard to charge what you're worth because other people just undercharging and that's that's kind of difficult because it's really mm. next to each other right like it's not like people only see your shop all the results are popping up and people are like well that's much cheaper so i'm just gonna get that thank you very much hey there maker if you're loving the show you can show us your support by becoming one of our patrons on patreon for as little as a dollar a month we have behind the scenes content, we've got shout outs, we've got links happening. There's a whole bunch of different rewards for becoming a supporter. So head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support to find out more. It will really help us to make sure we can keep bringing this show to you every single week. 
Yeah, I think that this can be across any industry, not just handmade. And photography skips to mind like immediately. Mm. Skips to mind, that's not the right thing. But anyway, that sense. comes that to mind. Sense. <laughs> sure. it's it's just skipping in. <laughs> um, but just the fact that, you know, professional photography was a, an expert skill back in the day, um, but now... DSLR camera DSLR cameras and um you know really professional cameras have been become domesticated and so so many more people can do photography so it's like you have that like massive massive variation and people undercharging all the time mm. so it's very similar across different industries I think and um I, I don't have a like a really like clear cut like this is how we solve it because no. I don't think it's all like that's that's just how the world is now mm. So I think number one is you need to try and educate people in your own industry about like not undercharging. And we do it in graphic design as well. Like um, we, we teach all our students at uni that they need to not do free pitching and all this other stuff because it just undervalues the industry as a whole. So educating your fellow makers but in a nice way, mm-hmm. like like hoping to educate them not telling them what not to do because if you tell people what not to do then they just shut down and don't listen to Mm. you um and number two is just being confident in what you are doing and what you are charging in your process and knowing your value and knowing that there are people out there that also value that value (laughs) (laughs) and um and that they will pay for it and they're out there you just have to connect with them yeah and and try to be I would say try to be that person in kind of in the, the upper end of the middle range of prices if you can. So you don't want to be the cheap person and you probably don't want to be the most expensive person because generally speaking, psychologically, people will go for the middle. You know, they won't buy the cheapest version of something and they won't buy the most expensive version of something. They'll kind of go in that middle range somewhere. So if, if, you, if you tend to be in the upper end of that middle range, you probably will be okay. Mm. Your yeah. niche, whatever that, whatever that is. And of course, is. like that's still why you know do your actual math of. Oh, of course, you know, yes. Because yes. you can't compete on price. Like that's the most important thing. It's like no. if you're like, oh, I'm not going to sell, and I think that's because most of my competitors are charging less. I'm just going to reduce my price. It's like, well, then you just went back into zero profit, and mm. that's just not sustainable. Like that's not how you build a business. So I think that's, that's a big risk. Was it? Can we say that again? Can we say that again? You do not compete on price because that is not how you build a business. Yes. Yeah. I saw this great Instagram post yesterday, the day before. Sorry, I cannot remember the, the number, name of the company, but it was uh, a company that makes custom boots, handmade leather boots. And it was. I've been getting ads for those. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, but it's really cool. Like she's holding up a piece of paper that literally just has this is the price of the boot. I think it was like $500 and then one arrow went to materials and labor and it actually detailed the numbers, how much each thing cost. And then the other arrow went to like um, uh, overheads and all sorts of other expenses. And it ended up that out of that $500, they were making like $40 profit on those pair of boots or something. And I'm like, that is such a clever way to educate your customers. Like actually showing them the numbers and going, look, this is the reality of the situation. You think these things are super expensive. It's, we're only earning $40, $40 profit on them. You know, we're not ripping you off. So I think um, 
stuff like that also is really great of that of like educating the end customer about that they don't because Mm -hmm. in a way it doesn't necessarily benefit them because they still take a fee on people that don't make a profit with it yeah (laughs) like yeah we'll take those sales but it's true it's like i've I've seen that in uh groups as well with uh quilt guilt i don't know how to pronounce that um (laughs) but you know where people like break down how long it took for to make the product so that people realize hey, this is why this is this price Um, yeah but to a point like you're right the right customers will know that like the right customers will know why they're paying that price and what they're supporting when they're doing that and if you have to over justify it all the time i'm not saying you don't need to you definitely need to explain what's behind the brand and the product but Mm. you need to over justify all the time you may be talking to the wrong market too you know like target like that that's just gonna be exhausting Cool. Okay. So let's getting back to Etsy specifically, um, pros and pros and cons. Like it's just, look, I'm going to be blunt and say, if you have a handmade business, you're missing out if you're not on Etsy. Like, frankly, as far as I'm concerned at this point, Michaela's flailing again. (laughs) If you're selling online, if that is a big part of your business model, then I think most people should be at least on the platform just to have a presence there, if nothing else, uh, because like all those reasons we said before. Now, do I think it should be your only shop? No. I think it should be, it can be where you start. I often tell people start there. The reason I say to start there is because it's easy to set up relatively. You can get going and you can experiment. I see it, see it like a training ground because if you can compete on Etsy, you can compete anywhere. You know, it, learn how to take good photo. Learn, you know, put your, your products up up there, look for them in search. How do they stand? How do they look and stand out amongst the other similar products? Do you need to work on your product photography? Do you need to work on your, you know, uh, your tags, your descriptions? Are you getting all the relevant info through to your customers? Are they finding your product? All of those sorts of things. It's a great training ground for online business. So take advantage of that, but it shouldn't be your only method of sale. As far as I'm concerned, you should have your own website as well or and if you don't you should be working towards having your own website at Mm -hmm. some stage in the future so you have the security of owning your own real estate where your business is based i was flailing (laughs) just uh because i wanted to say like the flip side of that Mm -hmm. um just as caveat being if you are predominantly selling online then of course you should be on etsy because it's just another platform like online and it's a different avenue sorry another stream of income and you're already taking your photos and you're already doing all that online stuff anyway, so it makes sense. And I agree with that 100%. If you are not predominantly online, so this is where my student comes in, um, I'll just use her as, as an example. She's selling in a retail store. She is only working on her business very part-time because she has another job and kids. Uh, so she was asking me, well, she was sort of saying that her aim was to open an Etsy shop like soon. And but she kept having to put it off because she doesn't have time to create the uh, the products because she keeps selling in the retail store that she's in. That's a terrible but, problem to have. I know, slash sarcasm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, we just had a discussion about. It. I'm like, oh, okay. So what is the reason that you want to start an Etsy shop? And she said it's because she wants somewhere for people to go and look and see what her stuff is like if she just sees them at a market or whatever. I'm like, okay, you don't need an online shop to do that, actually. Um, You know, eventually maybe have your own website, but all you really need is a gallery. If you Mm -hmm. want them to be able to look at your items, 
um, because taking into account her personal situation of not having the time to be able to um, like make enough product, first of all, like literally manufacturing the product is she doesn't have that time set aside for that. Uh, and then taking the photos and then as you were saying, Jess, if you can compete on Etsy, you can compete anywhere, but competing on Etsy takes effort yeah, and it takes time. So I think people really need to assess like what their priorities are and where, where are they selling predominantly and can they um, branch into this other avenue easily or is it not a priority right now? Mm. You know, like if you're already selling quite successfully somewhere else, maybe that's what you keep focusing on. And you know, the conclusion we came to was that she needs to start an email list. <laughs> That's what she's going to be doing. Yeah, so, sure. um, yeah, I think you just really need to assess where you are and what your personal situation is. Mm. And I, I think, like, that's probably one of the only, um, well, not one of the only because I haven't really thought about it that much, but, like, that would be when I would recommend people not. Go on yeah, Etsy. and I'd say sort of the email list thing, that's always a conclusion. Whether you're on Etsy, whether you're on your website, <laughs> I don't care. It's so important. It's like business 101 these days. Like, you can't run a business online and don't have an email list. That's just crazy these days. You just need one. Um, and also don't get trapped in the platform. Like, I understand that if you, you might be missing out if you're on Etsy, but do – because what I see is people go, okay, I'm just going to start on Etsy – and see how it go but then you get trapped into it's actually work you know like you you mm. need to work on your SEO strategy and your keyword and you're trying to improve and tweak all the time and so you quickly become an Etsy seller was my air quote you know that's and that's back to what we were saying at the beginning and you forget that your business isn't just Etsy and so I would just be mindful that it is a tool it is a platform and build something on the side that you can like plan B or exit plan or mm. whatever you want to call it because I I get scared and frustrated when people forget about that and then something change and they lose all their rankings and they lose all their sales mm. and you're like okay well we didn't have a plan b did we <laughs> <laughs> yeah and let's talk about this for a minute i think this is a really 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 important thing to talk about etsy don't actually owe you anything nope. they are their own company they are a publicly listed company what does that mean that means that their job is to make money for their shareholders <laughs> Like at the end of the day, that is their main focus. Gone are the days when Etsy was all about the, the community. Back in the day, Etsy was very much a very warm, handmade community space and that was the focus. I don't think that's the focus anymore and I think that's what a lot of people are picking up, especially people like me who've been on the platform for a long time and that's what they're upset about. They're upset yeah, about losing that. Yeah, of that, like it- yeah of that like i see yeah. people like uh, seriously i'm tomorrow it might be a strike like in the street for like people like don't lose time doing like there's petitions all the time and things going yeah. on like they're not gonna like i don't want to be a pessimist and actually i'm, I'm usually not like but don't lose time on this like it, they're not going to change their business strategy that they have planned out for the next five years ten years for you like and at mm-hmm. the end it's they want to make sales which is good for you so you also have to take everything they do as this is probably going to help me make sales if i can follow up with those changes and if you can't well then, then maybe it's time to break up with the platform and because you have a plan b that's not a problem <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah so um yeah like let go of i think it's important to let go of that like i know that a lot of people are really connected to that and really have been upset about that. Um, I mean, I let go of that many years ago now. Like it just, 
I still love Etsy. Like it's given me so much. I, I wouldn't have a business without it. I'm still there. I'm not going anywhere, but I don't think of it the way I used to. Mm. And I don't invest emotional energy into it the way I used to yes. into being an Etsyan or an Etsy seller. Like yes. I feel like that, that has, identity. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like that has gone to a certain mm. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're a big company now. Their their aim is they're to make as much. They're a corporation. They're not even yeah. a B Corp. They let go of that as well. Um, if you guys don't know what that means, it was like this special notification. Uh, sorry, certification of being like an ethical company. Uh, I'm pretty sure they <laughs> they got rid of that a year or two ago. Uh, you know, they they're not there to be your friend. They are there to make money. They're there to be a platform where you can make money. Like and you know what, yeah, that's that. what I was going to say. You were there to make money yes. too. So do make your money on Etsy and then form your communities elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the business of making community. You can <laughs> wow, what a segue. So good. I was waiting for a long time to put that in there. <laughs> yes, because I'm serious. Yeah. Like make your communities elsewhere because you don't need to hold on to that. You, you know, form connections with people in other ways that you have a little bit more control over. Yeah. And hey, if you're still part of a really cool Etsy team, that's great. That's it's the people that matter. It's not Etsy. Etsy was just the vehicle that brought you together. It's the people in that community that make it awesome. So just be part of that community and love it and 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 totally keep investing in that. I mean, again, I was part of a few Etsy teams and I wouldn't be where I am without them. You know, the, the people in those teams were instrumental in my success. So wherever you can find that community, find it. But yeah, just think, think of Etsy as a platform, like any other platform, they, they, they are going to change what works. They're going to change things that bring in the most buyers to the platform because that's where they make them the most of them. Well, I don't actually know because I haven't looked at the financials recently, but no doubt they make an awful lot of money off more buyers coming in. Of course they make money off us as sellers as well. They make, you know, money off our listing fees and all that sort of stuff. But this is a good thing. Like the more buyers they bring in, the more people are there to buy from you. Mm. So that's as a business that you should be happy about that. Yeah. Well, I think that's, um, that would be my end final kind of thing it's like let go of that identity of being an Etsy seller and being so emotionally involved into everything they're doing because in a way I feel like when they make a change and people are like oh they didn't think about me well back to what you were saying it's like they don't owe you anything and also it's putting you in a position of like inferiority to them kind of like they do things to me and that affects my business and it's like no 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 put your business shoes on you are this is a tool that you are using like you're in charge you're actually looking at Etsy going, I'm using this tool to grow my business, not the other way around. And I think it's more empowering to look at it this way than to go, Mm -hmm. I'm an Etsy seller and whatever they do affects me. And I'm just like a little, you know, like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to get, I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to get really venty. So (laughs) (laughs) come on, we love our threads. I was like, oh my God. uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Well, and- I'd like to bring it all back together with what I, the statement that I was going to say at the beginning, but I don't remember what it was, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm giving this for the end. Well, it's gone now. <laughs> She's going to remember it as soon as we finish recording, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Uh, well, look, we could talk about this for hours, uh, but we just wanted to, we wanted to bring some real talk to you about what Etsy is and what you should do with Etsy and how you should 
perhaps reframe. I, I love what Deb said there about, you know, they're a tool you'll use that you are using. So you are, you have the power, you are in charge of how you use that tool. Uh, and I think that's a really nice way of framing it. So thank you for that, Deb. Uh, and, and just remember that like at the end of the day, no matter what business you have or where, where you do your business, you're always at the mercy of the platforms and the tools that you use mm -hmm. and you can't control what they decide to do. So you need to be wise and have those plan B's and C's and diversify, have eggs in multiple baskets mm. so that you don't get caught in that trap where if one thing changes, everything falls apart yeah. because that is not a sustainable way to do business. And I'm, I'm actually looking in the mirror here right now at myself. Like I've totally got fallen into that trap because it's easy. Mm. Like when you've been on Etsy for a while, you've kind of figured it out. You're making money. <laughs> it's easy to just keep doing it. You know, it's just it, like Etsy for me has basically been autopilot. Not, you know, I'd still do work on it, but I haven't done uh, like the foundational work I did at the beginning in the first few years has, has stood me in good stead all of this time. And it's easy to get a bit lazy with it and just go, oh, well, that's bringing in the money. Great. Yeah. And <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. I swear I, I'm going to stop talking and we can end the podcast after that. But I'm definitely going to just drop something else here. And this isn't even about just Etsy. Like it works. The same thing applies for your business. Like, because in the argument, and we're not going there, I promise, but should you have your own website or sell on Etsy? It's always like, well, Etsy already has the traffic and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like on your website, you don't. And then you get it from another platform, but you become dependent then on those other platforms. Like you're not independent from a platform because you sell on your own website. If most of your traffic is coming from Pinterest, you are now, congratulations, dependent on the Pinterest algorithm instead of the Etsy algorithm. So wherever you're selling, like the platform that you're mostly using to get traffic to your site is what you're dependent on. And that's where you need to be smart and go, okay, well, maybe not just be interested. I might go on Instagram as well, or I might do some PR. I might do, I don't know. There's so many other ways to diversify, but so it's mm -hmm. not just itsy. It's like, don't get comfortable when it starts working well, because it sometimes stops. I know, I think it was last year, my Pinterest thing, like I just got too comfortable. I stopped doing my strategy for a while and my traffic was slowly just going down, down, down. And I was like, oh, Deb, you are doing the thing that you said to everyone. Not <laughs> I fixed that since then, but it, it, it can be a bit scary, you know? So yeah, really good point, Jess, but it's also, it's not even just for Etsy. It's like you become dependent on the platform that you rely on the most. Yeah. And, and be, be nimble. If you, if you're a business owner, you need to be nimble. You need to be on your toes. You need to be, oh, you need to be ready to pivot if necessary in order to revitalize your business or move it in another direction. Mm. Uh, it can be so easy to get complacent and to get comfortable and I'm totally guilty of this myself uh, with a platform or something like that, you know, and then something changes and it all goes pear shaped, but you need, you need to be confident in your ability to figure it out and make a change. And, and it's not going to be the end of your business. It might just be the end of your business in this particular form, but you can move it and change it and figure it out. So yeah, that that's a bit of a bigger topic than Etsy, but I think it's, I think it really came to this at the end of the day is yeah. think bigger, think bigger. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're going to wrap it up there for this week. Thank you all so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If of course you are in our Facebook group, come on over and share that. 
We'd love you to share this episode too. Uh, if you're on like something like Spotify, you, there's literally a share. Did you know this? On Spotify, there is a share button and it will like share directly to like your Instagram stories. It's really cool. So do that if you're on Spotify. And if you're not, you can just take a screenshot and share this episode uh, on Instagram stories or Facebook or whatever. And basically let us know what you thought. You know, tag us at the business of making. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Tell us. Mm. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole Etsy situation. Uh, And thank you again for being here for another week. We really appreciate you hanging out with us and I hope you enjoy our banter and our laughter as Kat does. (laughs) Thanks, Kat. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.